we go. <laughs> I know we we have been really good. We did not even talk a little bit to each other about this episode, other than you texting to ask me if I had watched it. Right, because I was thinking about tweeting, mm -hmm. and then I didn't. Um, I didn't either, and I watched yeah. twice, but I was like, nope, we're just going to – I'm just going to save it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I know. We didn't – you know, it's funny. My first watch of this, mm. I didn't feel like I caught as much as I did my second watch. Mm -hmm. um, and I think part of that was the subs. <laughs> They were especially rough this and episode. And sometimes, sometimes when you're – maybe this is just me, but sometimes if I'm watching something in another language, mm -hmm. um, they're – and maybe they're saying something slowly, then the subs being broken up and slow, uh -huh. I'm like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. I have to kind of retrack what they said, but – when we rewatch, we watch it on like double time or one and a half time. Right. And I swear that helps me understand better sometimes. Yes. It's like more fluid. Uh-huh. I can just kind of read it more straight through, that kind of a thing. Yeah. No. Well, that was like a couple episodes ago, remember, when the timing was slightly off for a few of the subs near the end. And then I was telling yes. you like, well, actually in double time, it didn't feel that way. It actually felt a little more on track by doing that. Um yeah, so that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um with with this. Yeah. So, um well, before we dig into all of it, welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. <laughs> uh I'm Kristen. I was like, and I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ashley. <laughs> and we're talking about Harrier de Sen, volume 19, a very very um, highly anticipated episode from all it of was. you to us. Um, we've been hearing about, not spoilers, but just we've been hearing this particular episode mentioned for a long time. Like, um, I think even when I first, when we first announced that we were going to cover Harriet Sen, mm -hmm. I just did an overall general like question asking people like, okay, without really telling us spoilery why, what is like your favorite episode right. what, or what is like a major episode to you? And besides 10, I'm pretty sure 19 was, like, the next top contender. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I – after having watched it twice, I will say it's its own brand of angst. I don't – because mm -hmm. it was angsty, okay? Like, listen. <laughs> and Furkan and IBK did amazing jobs, like, really conveying, like, what Celine and Demir were um, – struggling with what each of them were battling within themselves mm -hmm. um you know and all of that because the one thing i well there were several things i really loved but one thing i really loved was that you can't just pick a side like you mm -hmm. really understand like what demir's feeling and his reasoning and what he's attempting to do but you also understand celine and why she's reacting the way she is and how she feels and how overwhelming it is while also like battling like i don't want to break up with this man i love him but also like i'm hurting and this is just so much like it was like an info dump you know um right for her it, yeah yeah it it was yeah I feel like that's the perfect way of saying it, that it was its own 
particular brand of angst because it wasn't like, oh, my heart, like, oh, I'm dying. I'm so sad. This is the most horrible thing in the world. It didn't feel like that to me at all. Mm -mm. It was very – we use this a lot, but um, this episode was a ton of work. Yes. And that is what it felt like to me. I'm like – this is the type of angst that I'm like, okay, yes, let's do this and let's do it well. And they certainly have been. Yeah, I agree. Um, because the other thing too is they they interspersed for seldom, not just like the side characters, but they interspersed like um, these little um, moments of like humor or like – Lightness, they didn't last very long because, again, they're not also wanting to – they didn't disregard the heavy stuff that's happening. Mm -hmm. But it was, like, just enough relief where it's, like, okay, Demir's trying. Like, when, you know, he tries to be, like, well, let's just lock ourselves in the house, you know? Like, yeah, that moment didn't last very long, but it was a cute, like, attempt on his part. So you – and, you know, they they kissed twice this episode. Yes, and we had been talking about, oh, how do we do do that? How do we still get – kisses in in this episode that's uh, inevitably going to be more difficult and i feel like they worked it in perfectly so um it was i i, I kind of feel like we're jumping the gun with this whole discussion, i know i know but um, i know <sighs> there there was a lot of great seldom content and i am very glad that they spent the majority of the episode away from everyone else mm-hmm. at that house cuz i was kind of afraid she was just going to like get back in the car and be like um we're leaving i'm not staying here let's go home or just immediately run away or yes and so i'm glad they stayed the majority of the house but there was a lot of side character stuff going on this episode too there um, was Mostly and, with Elul and Barack. Yeah, and honestly, I'm like, I sort of feel like they just don't know what to do with them anymore. Because, like, Barack has no real purpose. Now that the Elul thing's been revealed, like, she doesn't really serve a purpose. I mean, I liked her scene with Celine at the coffee shop, you know, of mm-hmm. course, you know, we'll talk about. But other than that, I'm like, I sort of feel like they're like, shoot, what do we do with these characters now? Um, and so <laughs> this is... This is what happened with them. Um, right. And they're, they're just such a weird, like, anom- I don't know if an anomaly is the right word, but, like, I don't know. I, I'm just – I don't really buy them together. Like, I don't buy their little bond and things that are happening just because I'm like, okay, you spent so many episodes being like, I, I know not to trust Barack. I, I know what kind of guy he is. I have his number. I've sniffed him out. I've th- mm-hmm. But then also, like, you're kind of throwing that out the window. Like, Well, Kristen, let's be fair. How many times do we fall for the guy that we know is no good? <laughs> So this is true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's not add too much logic into the situation where feelings are coming in. So I I can buy into that. You know, he's been there during her vulnerable times, Mm -hmm. and he's kind of in the right place at the right time. That's how I'm sort of viewing their relationship. Okay, I also am not like they're gonna end up together forever and, and, and like i'm not really invested in their relationship at all. yes yes but it is logical to me she comes back mm-hmm. looking f- to rekindle things with demir 
she realizes that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Not only is he completely over her, but he's with another girl who is much far better suited to him than she ever was. And he's very much in love with this girl. So she knows that she has no chance. Mm-hmm. And Brock has been very forward. He's just been there. They both have kind of a similar past in that they were both raised in very privileged homes, mm-hmm. but they've both had to work very hard. Similar. Um, I, I just see, I'm like, okay, yeah, I could see why she could be drawn to this guy. On paper. Like, oh, yeah, I understand what a, you know, what kind of a guy he is, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Um, and now the type of guy that he is is playing into her plan because now she can use what he's already set up and established with the whole blackmailing situation to help her to get out more easily. Yeah, that was an interesting, like, um, Freaky Friday switch because he's the one actually mm-hmm. being logical about it. Right. Um, or he's like, uh, no, you don't have to do this. Like, right. yeah, when I was going to do it, like, I'm the kind of person I weighed out the fact that, yeah, it's going to have consequences and bad things could probably come of this. But, like, I'm willing to mm-hmm. accept that. Like, that's not the kind of person you are. Um, right. But you're right. She's just so clouded by – I need to just do what I came to do the fastest way possible so I can mm-hmm. get out and stop ruining, you know, Celine and Demir's life. Um, so, yeah. So that's basically what they spend the whole episode dealing with is like right. these blackmail photos. He does bring them to her, tries to talk her out of it. And then when he realizes he can't talk her out of it, well, then fine, I'm going with you. You're not going to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um they have like a moment on the uh they have a moment before they go in and blackmail him um um where um they're on the top of like the parking garage yeah yeah and we With discuss all white vehicles that <laughs> yeah. definitely were not loaned to the production company yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah and like he's afraid of heights we discover because uh, right. she's like, look at this beautiful view of Istanbul. Like, it just surprises you in the most, like, random places. Um, you know, all this stuff. And, yeah, so we get a little moment where we kind of discover he's scared of heights. Mm-hmm. Um, they go in. We don't see it. It happens off camera. But we very much understand and grasp that they um, they blackmailed him. They gave him the photos and basically yeah. the ball's in his court now as to right. what to do. Yeah, and then by the end of the episode, um, because afterwards, you know, they're all pumped up on adrenaline and she can't believe that she actually did it and they're such bad people, ha, ha, ha. And they end up sharing a kiss uh, because they're like – they have feelings everywhere and the moment – they're swept up in the moment and they kiss. Um, But then, you know, as the time continues – that's kind of most of what we get from them because they're still waiting by the end of the episode. Yoldrum Bay has not responded at all. They don't really know if the um, the board of directors hasn't responded at all. They just haven't heard anything since the whole situation has been completed from their end of the deal. Right. And they're kind of just growing closer. They have a, a moment together at the office Mm -hmm. so that's that's mostly what they're kind of dealing with is the blackmail and then the two of them just getting more kind of obvious and lovey-dovey with each other and Mm -hmm. um their feelings being 
more uh, obvious to people. Yeah, I was just gonna say because like Merve and Ida kind of witness, mm-hmm. you know, some cheek stroking. So yeah, we basically end with them. They're just kind of still waiting for Yildirim Bay to make his move, right? Like, is he gonna yeah. just accept this, or is he gonna try to counter with something else? Like, and they're um, assuming he's gonna counter, and yeah. that he's gonna come back with some sort of plan, and he won't just let them off for sure. nothing. Yeah. I mean, which is smart to assume. I mean, this guy has clearly gone mm-hmm. to great lengths to try to ruin this company. And, right. you know, so it's smart to anticipate that. Um, I thought it was interesting that those photos came back into play because we kind of, you know, forgot about them. Mm-hmm. Or, so I'm almost one. I'm kind of wondering slash hoping. Not, I mean, I don't really care one way or the other. I'm not that invested. But I am curious about um, – the photos that Barack was getting, like if oh, those yeah, come, we never. We did just sort anything. of no. We just sort of assumed because what's her name went to jail, like all of that just kind of fizzled out and went with her, which honestly right. could very well be the be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it would be a interesting turn of events, like if mm-hmm. those somehow came back into play. Um, but they weren't. Uh, I, they weren't really connected to Yildirim Bay at all because she was involved with them long before Yildirim Bay was even a client, the mafia lady. Um, right, right. So maybe I'm totally <laughs> spitballing into left field here. But uh, I'm just trying to think, like, I don't see it him just accepting it. And so I'm, ju- I'm just curious what his counter move is going to be. Like, he's already suing them. He's already this. So, like, what else could he have over them to where those blackmail photos would be, like, null and void, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I this almost feels a little bit like we're getting set up for a Lul to leave with mm. this whole situation. Like okay. maybe Yoldrumbe comes back and he does have something and she is fired or she has to leave because she makes that little comment about if this all goes wrong we'll both end up with a black mark on our permanent uh, professional records forever and we'll have to just go through life like that. And I thought that was a little bit specific for her to say that. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking, okay, are we going somewhere with this? Is this Mm -hmm. a foreshadowing situation where uh, Elul is going to go bye-bye before the end of the series? Okay. I know we only have a certain number of episodes left, so she could finish it Mm -hmm. out with them. But I don't know. I'm like, was she – was the plan to make her a more permanent character because of the situation with Barack now mm-hmm. and their relationship? I don't I don't know. That just – it felt like a very particular thing for her to say. That's a re- Yeah, that's a really good point. That's yeah. a really good point. So um, anyway, that's the right. two of them. Yeah, so that's the two of them. Um, we did – Get some more Merve and Vidot content. Um, very innocent, but you know, still I know. they got a scene to they got well, they got their <laughs> they got a scene together of just the two of them, and then another scene where that he's invited out with the group to hang out at Happy Pie. Um mm-hmm. and you know, we always love when he gets to leave the greenhouse since he very rarely does. Um, well, and she brought him cupcakes to say thank you, and mm-hmm. he's like you know, complimenting her, talk, and then he starts telling her about a special recipe from his mom, and she's like, "Oh, that sounds pretty gross." <laughs> <laughs> I 
I know. She just like totally sticks her foot in her mouth because he's like when when he basically reveals oh, that his man. mom is dead, she feels like a total heel. You know, she's yeah. like, oh my gosh, like I'm speaking ill of the dead. All this, you know, and he's kind of like, look, calm down. It's not a big deal. She's probably laughing down at this whole interaction. Like, right, you know, right. if she were still here, like she would adore you, which then puts Merve into an emotional spin because, right, you know, she ends up revealing to him. You know, I'm sorry I'm weepy like this. And it's just that Bora's mom hated me from the get-go. Like, mm-hmm. and I actually loved what he said. He was kind of like, well, then she just must be someone who hates everybody because, like, there's no way. Right. Like, Merve, there's – you're not hateable. Like, there's no way, you know. Right. Um, Which was really sweet. But it just kind of already, I think, just kind of spent her – sent her into a bit of an emotional tornado. Um, And so she, right. she kind of is like, I need to get to work, you know, and leaves. So poor Vidot's like, oh my gosh. Like he thinks he stuck his foot in his mouth, you know? Like right. That. right. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't he at one point say, like, wait, why are you crying? No, no, I forbid crying here. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's really cute. It's really cute. I know I keep going back and forth because he seems very innocent and like uh-huh. totally over his head that there could potentially be anything happening there. Right. And I'm like, Okay, so what does this mean? Are we (laughs) – is he going to creep over into that Mm -hmm. side or is it going to stay as them being buddies and comforting each other once she finds out that he's also divorced? Mm -hmm. It's just hard to – because she clearly is going to the nursery right now for comfort and to help kind of, you know, expel her emotional baggage through <laughs> planting right and, and weeding and <laughs> all the physical stuff so i'm like i keep going back and forth with just being of course they're both so sweet and I and know. it would be really cute for them to be together yeah. but at the same time i'm also like you guys could also just be emotional support buddies and mm-hmm. you've gone through kind of the same thing and Maybe you'll just be really helpful for each other. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for them. Because when he goes on their little group outing, it's there's not really anything specific between, like, him and Merve. I do think the way right. that came about was really cute. Because mm-hmm. um, Merve is, like, kind of telling Ida, like, yeah, I went to the greenhouse again. And so Ida immediately is like, what did Bora do now? You know, like that you – Right. You know, just kind of like, no, no, I just wanted to thank him for allowing me to be there so much and to, you know, like you said, work out my emotions through, you know, being with plants and nature. Um, mm-hmm. And so she's like, you know, I baked him a cake, but then like I totally stuck my foot in my mouth and – um you know, and so I love that Ida's kind of like, you know, like, he's important to Demir Bay, like, Demir's mm-hmm. important to Celine, like, maybe we should get to know him better. So she calls Ebo and basically is like, invite him to Happy Pie with all of us tonight. So I did love yeah. that Vidot, like, got to hang out with them outside of Celine and Demir, um, that that, like, effort's being made. So I thought that was really yes, cute. Yes, for sure. Well, and him and Ebo are getting a little closer, too, mm-hmm. which is nice. So yes. the circle is expanding. Uh-huh. Um, and then Ebo and Ida. Okay. I actually really like how this all worked out. Me too. <laughs> Yeet was so sweet. I was so, like, you're so cute. He Look was adorable. <laughs> oh my gosh. I really liked him. I really, yes. really liked him. Um, I'm like, could they have cast a more likable guy in that role? He, he was tr- so likable. Truly. Oh and like – 
you know, with his sage wisdom. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and it was so cute because he like he already had been anticipating why she was calling him out of the blue after five years. Um she's all nervous about him coming and then when he shows up like she immediately relaxes because he just kind of makes a joke and Mm -hmm. um you know they sit down and start catching up and um she's starting she's kind of stumbling over telling him like why she actually called him he's kind of like you're dating someone and he wants to meet your ex right like he just like he totally knows what's going on yeah um He's no dummy. No, and and literally not. He works in like yeah. genetic engineering or something, right? Yes. Like he's like literally super smart with a high IQ. Yeah, I does like his IQ. By the way, is over. <laughs> yeah, <that's> so <laughs> and funny. he just said that he's smart enough not to tell his wife that her feelings are stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, as they're catching up on things and stuff, um, Ebo shows up, kind of like not geared for a fight, but. You know, like yeah, he doesn't know what he's walking into. No, but when he kind of realizes, kind of puts his game face on, you know, but is immediately disarmed because Yeet is amazing. Um, it's really nice, by the way, that Harry already said is um is giving me uh it's restoring the some names for us like Celine. Oh, I know, <laughs> and, and, now and, and now Yeet. <laughs> He's far different from yo- the yogurt of EK. It's true. It's true. Uh, and so, anyhow, but yeah, so when they're sitting down and just catching up, um, you know, uh, he winds up saying like, anyways, like, you know, this has been really great meeting both of you and stuff like, but, you know, I don't think that, um, I don't think like we'll really be able to maintain a friendship here, you know? Mm-hmm. And Evo's kind of like, why? It's like, it's totally normal. Like, you know, yeah, he's obviously. like, aren't we, aren't we cultured people yes, who can leave, yeah. leave, leave the past in the past? Cultured people. Yeah, I thought that <laughs> translation was really funny. Um, and uh, Yeet's like, well, sure, of course. Like that, those things are all true. Yeah. However, that's not how my wife feels about it. She doesn't like the idea of exes being friends. Yep. And I'm not about to tell my wife that her feelings are invalid. So mm-hmm. like – I'm going to be respectful of that, and that's what this is. And so, you know, they kind yep. of – and that's – they say their goodbyes and all that. Like, And that's, I think, when Ida makes that, like, side comment to Ibo, right, about his IQ, about Alon's IQ. Oh, uh-huh. over. So yeah. it's cool, though. So when he leaves, Ibo is kind of like, okay, like, I see exactly now, like, where you were coming from. Like, yes, to me, this is a totally normal thing because – it's something so far in the past and we just sort of eased into a friendship very easily after, mm-hmm. you know, breaking up. Um, and But I realized just because that's normal to me does not mean that it's something that seems normal to you, you know. And so yeah. she's like, oh, so you're basically telling me that you love me as I am, right? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that I don't need to change, you know, these feelings about this. And he says, yes, I do. I love you just as you are. And then I actually really loved this. I was like, oh, she's going to make him work for it. Yeah. Because he's like, do you have anything to say to that? Jack. Uh-huh. Jack is out. I don't know what he's barking at. So sorry, guys. Um, Last week it was Zuzu sneezing. <laughs> I know. This week they have Well, they my have. husband is home, so we're probably going to hear the TV <laughs> yeah. or coughing. Who knows what's this is going to be. a week of chaos, so. <laughs> but bear with us, y'all. Um, yeah. So. So she's going to make him work for it. Yes, because when he's like, well, Thankfully. do you have anything to say to that? And she's like, hmm, no, I don't. <laughs> yep. 
And then she stands up. Did you see her little hair toss too? Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. Listen, she deserved it after everything she's endured with that whole yes. mess of with ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then him being like, well, I want to meet your ex. Yada, yada. So good for her. Good for yep. her. I totally agree. So, um, other than that, oh, the crazy Tezes, um Oh, yeah. Layla and Muharambe go on their fancy dinner, and they mm-hmm. both look very nice. It's really cute. He gets That's... a babe walk. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> they're all talking about, like, oh, my gosh, like, Firuze got Layla all dressed up, but, like, has anyone ever seen Muharambe like, not look right. like, you know, Mario and not Luigi? Not clothes. Yeah. yeah. And... Then we get some music and he walks and he's like all decked out in his suit and nice mm-hmm. stuff, his his nice digs. And uh, yeah, so they just have a sweet like official, like an official first date, right? Because they've like gone on yes. to coffee and stuff, but like this is like a real A real date, date. yeah. Yeah. Um, also of no, I just wanted to point out that Feru is a wet blanket like this I entire know. episode. Yeah. Like <laughs> – <laughs> he has a he has a man crush on Barack and he's mm-hmm. mad that Barack is obsessed with Elul. Yeah. And although that's been going on and then he yeah, he's been that way for for a bit though. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that he is the SME of the show because yeah. that's totally SME level kind of stuff, like just the bumbling. Mm-hmm. The yeah. bumbling side character who yep. says and does the wrong things all the time. All the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I just it just felt very prominent this episode. So I was like, I definitely want to acknowledge that because it was like, yeah. dude, enough already. Um, and then, um, oh, this is funny. Krisha actually pointed this out, but I absolutely – she pointed this out a couple episodes ago, so I specifically noted it. Um, did you notice that Ida has had, like, three or four different apartments? Like, every time they go to her house, like, it's never the same apartment. It's, like, a completely different layout, entirely different furniture. You know, I didn't <laughs> notice, but now that you mention it, yeah, the bug apartment was uh-huh. totally different. Uh-huh. Although, are we sure that that for at least the last few episodes and times that we've seen her apartment... It hasn't just been different shots of the same apartment because she has the little like breakfast nook that's by the windows. We've seen that quite a bit. And the couches, I think, are just on the other side of that. Those couches that they were sitting in, though, in this episode, don't look like the same couches they were all like sprawled out and sleeping on during the sleepover episode, though. Like the door is not even in the same place. Like the door is like right by (laughs) these couches. And like, anyways, I'm sure. Maybe they're uh, at Mervyn? Mervy doesn't have a place, remember? She she did those Brock's extra place for her and Bora. Right. But then like they moved out of that because like that was supposed to be hers and Bora's place. That's like one of her whole things. I depend on everyone. Mm. Like I live with, you know, Ida, right. Ida. Yeah. Right. So I I mean wow. listen. Okay. I know there yeah. are no there's not really sets in DZ Land. I get it. So they have to just take what's available location wise and Mm-hmm. she's not an inconsequential character but it's not like it's Celine and Demir's house is changing every single week so I, right. I get it they just probably use whatever apartments are available to them but um, it just made me laugh because I was like oh yeah these do look vastly different um, yeah that's funny anyhow so um, other than that I think I think we can dig into the seldom of it all okay 
I mean, yeah, that was the majority of the whole episode was mm-hmm. half the episode was them up at the cabin and just having a bunch of different discussions. Which was um, just so refreshing. Like, I- yeah, I mean, once again, this show feels so realistic with this kind of stuff because mm-hmm. the way that they were talking and discussing this whole situation, it felt very normal. It felt very realistic. It felt like a real couple mm-hmm. having a discussion about this type of situation. Yep. And because when it comes down to it, when you're in a relationship and something big like this comes up, it's – yes, you might have a big blowout or something mm-hmm. very dramatic that happens. Sure. Or somebody's just going to dump the other person right out. Mm-hmm. But we have seen the establishment of Seldem before for all of these episodes – We've seen their foundation. We've talked about this too. Mm-hmm. And so it's not going to be a situation where suddenly they're just – she's just like, screw you. I'm leaving. I'm never going to talk to you again. Drama. It's right. just not going to happen. Right. So this really felt like the natural progression of what this arc was going to be. Yeah. Honestly, the most unrealistic thing of it all is – what the actual subject matter is. I mean, the chances of like, you know, this right. guy buying <laughs> shares in a company that is ex-fiance who disappeared for two years, father happens. Like, that's yes. honestly the most unrealistic part of it, it all. It really is, is. Is like how they got here. <laughs> right. But oh, we bought the same yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But the actual problems that they're tackling are super relatable because – with this whole exchange up at the mountain house, um, you can cut and paste just about any relationship, um, like, mm-hmm. problem as far as, like, you know, a secret that's been revealed or something that was found out, a revelation of, you know, whatever. Like, in a relationship, you could pretty much cut and paste anything in there and their whole exchange would still make perfect sense. Like, yeah. Celine's reactions, Demir's, you know, um, trying to explain and his reasoning, it all just, it felt, so, which is, again, also part of why I said, like, it was its own brand of angst, like, because right. it was just so understandable on both sides. You you can't take a clear side in this. I mean, yes, you can say Demir absolutely should have told her earlier. And yes. that, yes, despite her being, like, Stay here with me in the moment, da, 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 you know, and not allowing him to share when from the get go when he wanted to, that he mm-hmm. probably should have just like, you know, he- like just been like, listen, I know that <laughs> I know that you don't want to hear this, but it's important and you need to and just like verbal right. vomit it out and make her listen to you, mm-hmm. um, you know, but so despite, yes, he absolutely should have told her, um, you can understand why he didn't. And then it just got to that point where you're like, shoot, now I've let this time pass. Now I yeah. know I need to tell her. And like these things keep getting in the way. And as more time passes, it's going to get harder to tell her. But as more time passes, it becomes more apparent that I need to tell her. Right. Um, and for Celine's part, again, she allowed her fear <laughs> um, yes. with, you know, her insecurities to make those decisions for her in the beginning as far as, like, not letting him talk to her and, you know. Right. And, I mean, if Eric or Jason came to one of us and is like, listen, there's something I really need to tell you, you know, all the time. 
I, uh, yeah, I might, nobody really wants to hear that because you're like, oh crap, what's like, what's about to come out of your mouth? This could change right. everything, you know, depending, like the whole we need to talk, you know, it, it makes yes. your mind go. But at the same time, like I, I would go nuts not knowing that there's something and that now I don't know what it is. It, you know what I mean? Where it's like, no, I want to know. Tell me. Yeah. What, like things could hit the fan. Right. So, but even understanding her fear kept her from doing that. I'm not blaming her, but acknowledging her role in part of what took so long for this to come out. <laughs> um, well, and that's something that she even mentions during the Elul conversation. Yes. She says, he didn't tell me when he should have. Um, I, I forget the exact I, – I have the right, the wording stuff. But she basically says, like, he didn't tell me. I didn't let him tell me. And then you showed up and you didn't say anything either. Mm-hmm. We all have a part to play in this situation. We all have done wrong in this right. situation. And – I feel like this is the perfect example, at least between Demir and Celine, of two people who have a terrible fear of abandonment, mm-hmm. letting those issues basically cause a conflict in their relationship that became bigger than it should have been. Right. Because they both have these issues. They mm-hmm. both struggle with that fear of abandonment. Yeah. And in certain circumstances with the two of them, it has drawn them closer together. Mm-hmm. But in other circumstances, this being the biggest one, it has caused more trouble than anything. Right. Because he was so scared to tell her because he didn't want her to leave. Mm-hmm. And she was so scared for him to tell her whatever it was he was going to say because she didn't want him to leave. Mm-hmm. So it's just a kind of classic situation of our own kind of issues and trauma or whatever that we're dealing with getting in the way our own insecurities getting in the way of something and causing um a conflict where there didn't even need to be a conflict in the first place right yes this is something they would have had to deal with but now the results and the situation they're dealing with is exponentially bigger Mm -hmm. and harder to walk through because they both let their fears get in the way. Yeah. And I thought this episode did a great job of the two of them not only voicing those things and and really it's almost like we they they're the working out of this whole thing mm-hmm. with them both kind of explaining their feelings and everything um I feel like we're like preemptively going through everything without <laughs> talking about specifics. The specifics, I know. That's okay. We can do what we want. This is our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But kind of, you know, the overall arc, like we we see the whole continuation of the whole phrase, let it bleed. Yes. It, let it bleed mm-hmm. and then it can heal. Mm-hmm. That's three times throughout the episode of yeah. kind of like, hey, we have to – cut this situation wide open and the hurt needs to come out before it can be stitched back up again. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, So, okay. So yeah, we covered the overall arching theme of how this episode went. Um, So we can dive into the specifics. I'm curious what your favorite scene was. I I knew immediately what my favorite scene was when it played, even though the rest of the episode hadn't even happened yet. I was like, 
no, this is for sure my favorite scene. And by the end of the episode, it still was my favorite scene. Um, so I'm curious. Uh, well, you you go first. So mine was I the window. I hadn't win- really nailed one down. Mine was the window scene when it's that evening at the mountain house. And oh, she's, yeah. And she's – because I just felt like it encompassed the entire theme of the episode is she – Celine is struggling so much and – um. But also realizing, not realizing, but knowing she loves him. Like, I I love him. He loves me. But there's this huge thing now between us. Um, and her struggling back and forth with that because she's never outright, you know, throughout the whole thing, she's mad and angry. But then she, you know, she's kind of like emotional. Like, you know, she immediately worries about him when she sees the traps in the forest. And, you know, mm-hmm. that leads to a moment. And then she's worried when she sees his arm is all jacked up later that night, you know. And even it's just like, I'm so sorry, did I cause that? Uh, but then, you know, two seconds later is just totally thrown into a tailspin and like winds up, you know, cutting herself and um, on accident. And, you know, it just... Yeah, there was so much back and forth with that. And I felt like this scene right here was exactly the embodiment of that. She's struggling. She's hurting. Demir is like, he wants to help her. He wants to touch her. He wants to comfort her. But she's already made it clear, like, don't touch me. Like, I'm hurting. This is too difficult. Um, And so he walks in. Oh, when he walks in and is like, immediately wants to go to her but then stops himself from going to her because he knows she doesn't want him to touch her. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the same time, like this is the woman he loves and he wants to, he wants to comfort and fix her pain. But then he's like, I'm also the cause of this pain. Like, so you see right. the conflict and struggle in him. Like, how do I just walk away and leave her here struggling like this? But also like my presence could, my presence just standing here could be hurting her. And right. you know, she's, I I would assume she's feeling all those same things as well. Um, and then so right as he he kind of gives up and is like, I just need to walk away. She grabs him and hugs him and pulls him into this hug. And um, that's the first time she's done that. Like he hugged her right. in the bathroom and things like that. And she did eventually reciprocate. But then was like, this is too hard. You know, uh, same in the forest. He absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, initiated that. Um, but this was the first time she initiated it. And I love that she basically was like, I love you, you idiot. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like I'm angry and I am hurt and right. struggling, but I love you. And well, and it's it's a step forward with mm-hmm. with the work that they've done through their conversation where before in the episode she had said, I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> And then it switched to, Mm -hmm. I love you, you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like you said, he – when she had said, like, I hate you earlier, I I did love, though, that he had said, actually, no, you don't hate me. You love me. You love Mm -hmm. me very much. And that's why this hurts. And so this seemed like really her encapsulating that. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I don't hate you. I love you very much. But I am still very hurt by this. Um, So it felt like a good – a good and realistic um, next step or part of the, you know, just the whole her processing all of this. So. Right. Um, anyway, so, yeah, that was that was my favorite scene. Um, okay. Do you have one or is it different? Um, mine is different. So 
if I I don't the one that stuck out to me mm-hmm. is that's that's what I'll say. I'm like, was it my okay. favorite? Um, yeah, I would say that this was my favorite. But after she after she busts out of the bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> a queen move, a queen move. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> you can't you can't find the castle that can hold me. I yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> um. And, you know, Demir's trying to talk to her. We get kind of two separate scenes of of them talking right here. And when she is finally at a point where she's, like, wanting to leave, mm-hmm. that is kind of it's, – it's the whole discussion when she comes out and, and it's kind of um, bookended by views of the ring, mm-hmm. the red ring from Elul. And I thought that that, first of all, that was perfect because yeah. it's almost kind of in in a metaphorical sense, mm-hmm. it's the source of their problems, yeah. um, even though it really isn't. You know, we know the ring didn't do anything wrong. Right. <laughs> but we get these, these zooming, zoom in and zoom out of this mm-hmm. ring. And I was like, boy, how what a symbolic thing for this ring to be kind of the focal point of this conversation. And um, so we we kind of start with, with Celine, you know, sort of thinking out loud, figuring things out. Um, and then as it continues, sorry, I'm having to kind of like – they talk so much. I know. There's I'm, so my much brain is melding. <laughs> There's so much dialogue this episode. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but she she starts off with saying, you know, we're we're getting this this picture of the wound kind mm-hmm. of thing. And she's like, you know, they had previously talked about how he never wanted to talk and all this different stuff. And she's like, you haven't healed a single wound. Mm-hmm. Um, and you still haven't. And they end up talking about um, you know, how things were different, how he was trying to talk about this stuff with her. But um, I have so many screenshots. Good grief. <laughs> um, I, I screenshotted almost every one of their conversations this episode because they were so good. But sometimes yeah. I feel like that's worse for my memory because I rely on the screenshots. Then you re- yeah, you rely on just being able to reference back to that. Right. Um, but um well is this are you talking about when maybe this will help prompt whatever you're wanting to say but are you talking about when she is like you didn't heal a single wound before me you haven't healed one since me and if this had been yesterday i would have worked as hard as i could to heal them for you but now i'm wounded and basically how can two hurt people heal each other is that the conversation you're talking about <laughs> maybe <laughs> i don't know I'm a, I'm a mess right now <laughs> with all of this. Uh, because essentially the one that I'm talking about is when she's she's trying to leave and he grabs her and he puts her mm-hmm. down and he's like, um, let me scroll back. Good grief. <laughs> because she essentially is, is has realized that – She's realized why he bought the house. 
and she is coming up with all this stuff of mm-hmm. like, oh, that's why you came back. It's all about Elul. When it comes down to it, everything has been about Elul. And he's like, no, mm-hmm. it was two years ago and I'm and a I completely different her. person. I haven't seen her. And as time has gone on, um, I didn't try to contact her. After everything happened, suddenly my life began revolving around you, Celine. And that's mm. when he grabs her. He puts her down, brings her down to his level on the couch. Mm-hmm. They sit down and he's like, everything, my day, my night, my dreams, my anger, my excitement, you became my everything, Celine. Mm-hmm. Don't dare to leave. Think what you want. Get mad at me as much as you want. But do not dare to doubt my feelings for you for even a fleeting moment. I've never loved anyone the way that I love you. And then she, at this point, and I was like, dude, this is so powerful because he had just asked her. He had just asked her in the previous episode, Mm -hmm. if you ever get mad at me, promise me that you won't leave. Yeah. And he is basically bringing that back. And he's like, please do not doubt how I feel about you. Don't doubt my motives. Don't doubt anything that has revolved Mm -hmm. around our relationship. Right. Just like I've never loved anyone the way that I I love you. And as soon as he says that, she says, Demir, please let me leave. Yeah. And I was like, that was – that felt like – a gunshot straight to the heart for that man. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Because it's what a huge <sighs> breach of trust. Mm-hmm. And I like I <laughs> it's probably messed up that this is my favorite scene. <laughs> but like the fact that he is so emphatic about the situation mm-hmm. and we have seen them come full circle from her saying, Suz. That mm-hmm. she would not leave, that she would yeah. not do that. And we know the issues that he has with abandonment. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let me explain. Please don't doubt this. Get mad. Do whatever you want. Yeah. But don't ever doubt my feelings for you. And the, the response is for her to ask to leave. And I was like, that's crazy. <sighs> and, and okay, so to piggyback on that, it's so – it – um. How do, what do I what do I want to say? Like, okay, you totally understand him because you're like, listen, you know, he's 100%. like, I will ask me whatever you, you know, feel however you want, be mad, do this, mm-hmm. ask me whatever you want, but please let me answer those questions. Like, right. you know, like ask me everything you want to know, but then like actually right. give me a chance to answer. Don't just take off, you know, after spewing 50 questions at me and then not wait for the answers. Um, which ironically enough, they both, they both kind of go back on this because near the beginning, she's like, fine, I will listen to everything you have to say. Start with a little. Right. And then as soon as the little thing comes out, she's done listening. Right. Um, and then he's like, ask me all the questions. But then as she's rapid fire asking questions later on, because her brain is just on overdrive, her heart's on overdrive. Right. She explains that she can't control these thoughts that are coming into her head, but she needs to expel them. Mm-hmm. And yes, the questions that she winds up asking, it's like, okay, really, what good are these going to do? Um, but at the same time, you also said you would answer her questions and then you're not. You're just like, Celine, right. what are you doing? Am I going to account for everything in my past? Am I going to – and again, you're like, okay, you have a good point because we all do have past and do we have to account for every single thing that happened 
in relationships or something in our lives before we right. met the people we're spending our lives with, you know? Right. Um, yeah, so yeah, again, it's so good at like making me see both sides of it. So I'm like, yeah, I would right. be, I would totally be Selena in this situation. I would be like, oh, where, where were you going to honeymoon with her? Were you going to live in this house? Oh, where was one of those right. rooms going to be your children's rooms? Like I, that is so what I would do. And like, I, right. I, what have we yes. done that you guys did together? Did you always take her to the yes. same places that we go to now? Yes. Letting it spiral. Uh-huh. And, and even the even the wanting to leave. Like 100% understand you. that. You. <laughs> yeah. 100% understand that. So it's, it's just so good mm-hmm. with like you are – it's never a situation of – well, Celine is right, and Demir is such an idiot. He's so I hate him. It's mm-hmm. never an issue of that. No, it's never an issue and you, of that. And it's all this back and forth of like, oh, I'm so frustrated because I'm like, Celine, just let him talk. But then also, I'm like, right. Demir, just answer her question. Like, yeah. So well, even later on, when she finally kind of gets away from him for a little mm-hmm. bit, and she's letting her feelings out, and she's kind of wallowing, and she doesn't want to stay the night in him, you know, with him in the house, and she's like, he's texting her, and you're kind of like, Demir, leave her alone, mm-hmm. like stop texting her. But then you're also like, man, he can't not leave her alone because he right. doesn't. He's worried. He well, doesn't he's want worried. her to leave and not come back. Because he knows that, that could ha- actually happen, right? So you, it's back and forth, yep. back and forth, back and, and you forth see, the whole episode. You see his growth because he does eventually. He does stop texting her once he gets the information from her. Mm-hmm. He even tries to reassure himself. Okay, look, she did answer and at least let me know where she was right. going to be. She didn't have to answer me, right? So like that's a good thing. He's like telling himself that, and like so that's those are good steps for him on his part as someone who is very scared of being abandoned. Um, But yeah, like you just get, there's so many times where I'm like, oh, you guys are both breaking promises you made. But then also I'm like, but I get it. Like, uh, like you said, with the whole her like wanting to leave thing, like that was a total Mm -hmm. gunshot where I'm like, are you trying to kill him? Like, you knew this is this is going to be the best way to stick that knife in and twist it, but off, that's also not why she's saying it either, and you know that. She's not saying it to hurt him, and I think that's what's um, so different. Um, yes. You know, like, you know she's just saying that because she's like, I feel suffocated with this because, again, info dump. Right. And unfortunately, well, and info dump. the physical of, like, her. With, yes, like, grabbing she at her. it multiple times. Yeah, mm-hmm. grabbing at her shirt collar. Like, I can't breathe. I got to get out mm-hmm. of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like, it's You were just, talking about the info dump. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. No, the info dump. And the fact that most of this info dump was because she keeps stumbling upon and figuring the stuff out for herself. Like, it. Right. Like, okay. So, you know, we pick up with the opening scene, same as the closing scene. She does go in the house, even though we know she knows something's up now. Right. And immediately it is revealed that, like, because Demir gets a little sidetracked by the blue kite up on the wall. We see a memory being lived out in front of him of him and Vidai's kids. Mm -hmm. And, um, And so she basically says, like, he kind of tells her that, you know, and she's like, oh, is this the house you grew up in? He stays quiet, but he basically explains, like, yeah, he and Vidat have, like, memories here or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's like, listen, there are so – or no, he doesn't actually say that. But what he says is there are so many things I want to tell you um, that I wish I had already, but I want to tell you. And that's when she's like, okay, I will listen, but start with the Elul of it all. And then that comes out. And that's just so far beyond what she – 
possibly thought <laughs> yeah. was the thing between them. She's yeah. like, oh, it's someone you've known since childhood. Oh, maybe she's your stepsister. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, it's a fa- it's family stuff. You never right. want to talk about your family. It's got to right. be a family situation, right? And because you know she's put together now, she's looking back and seeing in a different light all the interactions she's witnessed between them, and right. it's and all how making similar sense. Similar they are, and all this stuff. But then right. it's not that they're related. No. It's that they were engaged, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she realizes the stories that she was told by Elul were about Demir. Um, and so that's when and she's honestly her reaction when she was like, She told me about yep. you. Yep. I was like, girl, I would feel the same yep. way. Oh, a hundred percent. And like where this is where I, this was my one issue with her, their talk at the cafe later, is that I'm like, girlfriend, you let listen, I appreciated the maturity of it all. I appreciated that it wasn't mm-hmm. let's immediately villainize her and blame her and not blame the man and blah blah blah. But I'm like You could have held her actually a little more accountable. You could have said, like, it was really crappy of you to tell me that story, knowing you knowing it was about Demir. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, I know she says, like, I pushed you, I asked, I this. But again, you could have just been like, I really don't want to talk about it. That's true. Because then Celine could have been like, well, no wonder she didn't want to talk to me about this, you know. So I feel like she could have been held a little more accountable for that. And still, it would have been a really great conversation. Yeah. Um, but anyways, but her whole point is to like, you know, it wasn't really her secret to tell. And I think that's what Celine's recognizing is like, yeah, it sucks. Right. And you could have said something. But also like, this was a crappy position because like, I'm I'm in the relationship with him, not you. And it's his responsibility, you know. So anyways. Well, and yes. And when it comes down to it, he had no control over Elul coming back. But right. he did have control over not immediately telling Celine. Absolutely. And that's the crux of the situation. Right. Yeah. So Celine is so um once she puts together she she literally like g- goes hysterical. Uh like she's laughing so that she doesn't just cry because she's yes. like, this is so absurd and beyond anything. Like, Demir, stop. I'm not I can't even handle this. Like Right. She's laughing, cackling, and then Well, she, then it switches, and she's just crying. Yes. So well, and she's throwing her, stuff at him, and she's like, I'm going to destroy you, and I, you know. Right. Like, now, here's what I, I want to say about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, her lashing out physically, there, yes, it is fictional. I, I mm-hmm. do understand her feelings. Yep. However... I do believe there is a uh, double standard. Absolutely. That women are allowed to hit and lash out physically in many mm-hmm. si- situations and circumstances. Yep. Whereas men could never. No, imagine and that was I, Celine and Demir just found out she had a fiance and he starts throwing things at her. Right. Right. And punching yeah. at her like chest, right? Like, and and oh. we know, and we know Celine. We know she right. is um, a little fiery, red mm-hmm. hot girl. Mm-hmm. And so, I and I don't want to excuse it because I I was like I just need to make sure I say something about this yes, because absolutely. honestly, it kind of bothered me. I, I agree. was kind of like. Okay, you're entitled to your feelings, and you're mm-hmm. entitled to get upset, and sometimes right. people lose it a little bit. Yes, but. I don't want this to be a situation where people are like, yes, girl, hit him, yada, yada. Like, no, 
do not act out violently against your significant other. It's not okay. I don't care if you're a girl. I don't care if you're upset. You need to learn Mm -hmm. to deal with your feelings in more functional ways than lashing out physically. Mm -hmm. So that's all I wanted to say about that. I'm like, there's a total double standard here Yes, where girls think they can hit a guy and it's Mm -hmm. hilarious and cute, yada, yada. But like, it's no you're right please don't do it it totally no it did it was kind of like okay it's like when she first like because i think the first thing she does like throw a pillow and i'm like okay i can deal with that yes pillow cool because sure, I, whatever I, I get like initial reaction yes and like the the shock and like a little bit of physical comedy like she's throwing a pillow at him you know um and then it just kept going um yeah i was kind of like ooh, okay like I uh, I feel weird about this. Like mm-hmm. while you're like I get it, but at the same time I was like it went it went on just a little too long. Like it did. Yeah. I could see I mean, but also I didn't love him dragging her and locking her in a bathroom either. Right, like right. whereas yes, he's locked her in rooms before and it's been more like funny and she even brings it up later like this is the third time you've locked the first mm-hmm. time it, you know you locked me out of my house on the streets. I still found my way back in like you know and right. she makes the whole castle comment. So right. um you know and I could even like I think I could even understand like um her just needing to go out and like like uh you know um well, like go out into the yard. Yes. And have Celine Chopwood for good. Yes. For yes. Sake. Something you know like that. I mean? Yes. Like I understand the need to do something physical to dispel, yes. to expel it. Um, but yeah, like when it was like actually like items too. Um and some of them I know she was just throwing. I don't think she was throwing them at him. But again, right. still, if you were a woman in the situation and a man is just throwing items all around the room you're in, even if it's not quote at you. Yeah. We would be having a very different conversation right now. Yes. Because, okay, good example is when John finds out about the perfume thing in the 30s and he mm-hmm. and he like gets in Sonem's face. Yep. And he is like grabbing her shoulders and almost shaking her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like. Yeah. It, Big problems. And a lot of people had issue with how that scene played out right. Um, right. even though he doesn't he doesn't hit her he doesn't throw anything at her but he's so hurt and angry and you're like what is he gonna do because he's yeah. like all up in her space and like gripping right. her shoulders like um so yeah um and yeah there was a much more visceral reaction to that than i would say there is in a situation like this so right so um, i just wanted to bring that mm-hmm. up it's yeah. something that i have only kind of more recently started really thinking about mm-hmm. about that double standard when it comes to this kind of thing. Yeah. Um and so seeing it I was like, "Ooh, okay, maybe we should talk about this a little mm-hmm. bit on the podcast." So maybe just if depending on what your opinion is sure. on the, of this, maybe it's a different perspective for you to consider. So right. that's all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah, and again, like you said, yes, we do acknowledge this is fiction and there's a scene they're trying to set and create. I Yes. Because there's yes. so many things, and we've talked about this in the past, there's so many things you and I excuse or even maybe love in fiction that we absolutely. would absolutely not absolutely. in real life. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> Never would I condone somebody physically ripping the heart out of another person. <laughs> but if it's a hero that I love in a fictional story, absolutely yeah. I want him to do that. If yeah. That- other person insulted yes the <laughs> his, woman he loves love. yeah uh-huh, exactly, exactly. 
Uh, but yeah, if a dude shows up on your doorstep with a human heart in his hand, run. Call the police. Run. <laughs> so... Anyways, I think we've I think we've well established. I'm sure the point, we have. So. <laughs> so, but no, thank you. I am very glad you brought that up because I was like, Ugh, like I don't want to, like I don't want to be quote that person, but also we kind of have to be that person. Like, yeah, um, I I don't think it's wrong to to just mention it. And yeah, just say hey, this is something to consider. Yeah, yeah. Um, so because of all of that, yes, he like bear hugs her from behind and is basically like, okay, <laughs> right. I want to talk to you about all this, but I need you to calm down a bit. And right. there is there's absolutely nothing wrong with that reaction of like, please calm down so we can talk. Um, right. But and he's yeah, having to he, restrain her. Like, right. okay, let me get your arms. <laughs> you know, get you in a safe. Yeah, because like even when he's position. like when he's like walking down the hallway, her legs are like up in the air, kicking, trying to catch on the wall and stuff. <laughs> so he. Locks her in the bathroom, which, like, I was, like, aside from even, like, if, yes, if that happened in real life, we'd have so many other things to say about it. (laughs) But even in this world, I'm like, Demir, that is not how you calm someone who's already pissed off. That's not how you calm Celine who's already pissed off. Come on, Demir. You know this girl. Uh (laughs) So, um, yeah, it (laughs) – he – she gets crafty. She bobby pins herself on out. You know, she MacGyvers mm-hmm. herself on out of there. Surprises him because it get, that's when she gives him the whole you can't find a castle. And mm-hmm. this is when we kind of touched on some of this. But this is when he's like, okay, listen, you're right. Like, I, I'm awful. I'm a donkey. Oh, wait, I can't say I'm a donkey because donkeys are cute. Like, I like how right. we revisited that. But he's like, right. I have bad manners. I'm this. I'm that. Say, you know, feel how you want. I'm everything you're saying that I am. But please, please. You haven't eaten. I made you toast. I know you mm-hmm. love toast and tea. Please have a little bit and then ask me. We can talk. Ask me anything you want. I will – but and I will answer you, but allow me to actually answer you. Right. Uh, and I don't think that's an unreasonable request. Um, and so this is when she kind of stares at the ring. We get that whole talk that you kind of already brought up where she's like, she told me about you. And, mm-hmm. you know, I do love that she kind of points out, like, I don't remember if it's here or somewhere else, but – Somewhere within this scene close by, she says something along the lines of, look, I heard this story. I heard it from her. I'm not Vidat. I can't live through your love story again from your perspective and then offer you great advice. And he's kind of like, but listen, that's not – and I get her. I totally get her saying that. Like, please don't make me listen to all of this all over again. Mm -hmm. But I totally get him too when he's like, but I'm not the same person and I need you to know that. And, like, I need to explain this to you because – right. She kind of has it in her head. Um, she, you know, she's already said at this point, you know, you didn't heal a single wound. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I, you know what, this wasn't even about, you know, wanting her. Because Celine's kind of struggling too with like, okay, you had such a visceral reaction to her being here. Like, don't tell me you don't feel anything. And he's like, right. it's not what you think. Like, and, you know, I will give him he is consistent in this. Like, he's like, no, I wanted closure. Like, she just up and left. She disappeared. Mm-hmm. I wanted closure. I wanted closure. And then later on, um, you know, when he – when it's revealed because she sees the picture of him and Vidot as little boys and then is like, mm-hmm. what the heck? This looks like our front yard or looks like our backyard. Right. And he's like, well, it is. 
Yeah. So another info dump that she's like, what the heck? I am trying to understand you. Right. I clearly don't is know. Is everything a lie? Is everything a lie? Yeah. Um, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, and he and he points out, he's like, no, it's just that I wanted the past to be in the past. And she's like, oh, really? That's how you put things in the past? By bringing them to your present? A Lul is here. You bought a house because you bought the house you grew up in that you didn't want to remember. So that you could forget about it. And he's like, well, yes. And I lo- I actually really loved him saying this. Because he's like, if you don't face the, th- like, basically, if you don't face the ghosts of the past, they're going to continue to haunt you. Right. And so I love that his idea of it was like, let me face it head on. Let me own this house so that I can get closure. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to explain, like, but you changed the entire meaning of this house for me. It's this, that. And she's, she's not really right. in a place to hear it because she's kind of like, you know. Right. Well, and, and, you know, he's, he's told her, like, I was different back then. I was a whole totally different Demir. That wasn't even Mm -hmm. me that she was telling you about. Since I walked in the door of that house, I've been a completely different person. And she's like, you can't tell me that when I saw your reaction to her coming. Yeah. And it's like, how can we blame her? Because right. he, fr- from the, his perspective, he's like, yes, I have been a completely different person. Mm-hmm. I'm not the same Demir I was when I was with Elul. The second that I walked into Celine's life, everything changed. But for her, she saw his reaction. She saw the emotional turmoil that he was going through mm-hmm. the second that she showed up. So it's this whole kind of accepting verbally the things that he's saying but also having to accept the things that she's already seen with her own eyes right and then he does explain that and he's like look do you want to know what i felt when i saw her this is what you actually saw playing out Mm -hmm. not like not an emotion over my past love returning because i want to win her back but fear fear Mm -hmm. that you and i now we're going to face this same situation like you know and that's when and that's when he first brings up the wound thing like look I don't – I hate that this is hurting you. I hate it. But we can't heal this wound until we let it bleed. And I'm dying here in front of you and I want to, you know. and Yeah. But she doesn't want him to touch her, you know. And at one point, too, there – I know we're jumping all around. But um, at one point, too, I think this is before she actually runs away. But he – she when he when she first asks to leave, like you said, mm-hmm. and he's like, I can't and here's why – you know, um, she just winds up going and sitting on the couch. And then right. other scenes happen from the side with the side characters that we've probably already covered. It pans back to them. And at this point, Demir's sitting on the floor in front of the couch. Mm-hmm. And this is when he's like, look, I wanted to tell you. I really wanted to tell you. But then it got harder because I didn't want to spoil our happiness. Um, you know, and she's like, yeah, you waited too long. And you know, and he's like, I know. And then this happened and then this happened. And then you got stuck on that island. And then I was going to tell you that right. night. And she's like, oh, so this is my fault. Which I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is so something that would come and come out of my <laughs> mouth. Like, I would totally be like, oh, so you're implying this is my fault, are you? I was like, oh, my gosh, I I would be so silly in that moment. But I love it. Demir does not get defensive. He's just like, no, it's not your fault at all. As a, Like, it, right. it's not your fault at all. It's not connected. This isn't – this isn't – anything about you it's mine it's on me and she takes that as you're right i'm not connected to this this is completely between you and alul right and that's when he's like nope nope listen this was about closure 
this was about being me being able to finally end that chapter of my life because she just disappeared without a word. Mm-hmm. And he and that's when he says that whole thing, which you already said about my life being to revolve around you, my day, my night, my everything, my dreams. And I'm like, yes, girl, remember the homework assignment? Like your name was literally next to everything. So right. you, you know that's true. You know that's not just lip service he's trying to pay you right now. Like Right. And it, he and he talks that he spoke to Elul and she saw. Yes. She saw and he saw how much he loves her. Yes. Uh, she's wishing him only happiness now. Mm-hmm. And she's going to leave as soon as she possibly can. Yes. Well, and that's when he's like, oh, is she now? Like, and he's like, well, yeah, you know, like. Uh, they, that, well, and that's when she makes the connection yes. of. His her dad. father, the shares. Right. Oh, her dad is part of the – a member of the board. Oh, you mm-hmm. took this job knowing that um, – There's a connection to her basically. Yeah. 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 She, like he knew that Artemim was on the verge of bankruptcy and why else yeah. would you come and take this position when you yep. knew that Elul's dad was here? Right. So just yeah. – Which is what – yeah. That's what leads to that whole – piling on and uh-huh. piling on. <laughs> and, uh, and again, it's all her starting – she gets on the cusp of it and it's like – so she keeps putting these pieces together before right. he is actually telling her, which is, you know, not working. It's not going to work in his favor. So right. this is when he gives that whole speech about his life revolving around her. Yes. And she still, after all of that, just wants to leave and he's like, right. I can't let you leave. She goes to the room. It's a one-story house, so she sneaks out of the bedroom. She would have done it if it was a three-story house, I fully believe. But well, she's and ne- I think that she fell asleep for a little bit at at some point. Like I think she's a little bit exhausted, and she kind of lays down on the bed. There's the implication that some time passes and that she fell asleep, and then she kind of opens the window. Or is it that's later, huh? Mm-hmm. But oh, it's, okay. I know. There's anyway, so, I know. But this all happens in like the same outfits, so it's a lot, and it's but, all within like a twelve-hour period. I, I know. So. so so, but no, no. Anyway, she, yes, she leaves. She she, she gets she's out. She's like, like, fine, I'm out of yep. here. <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry, Demir, I can't stay. Right. And so she's wandering through the forest. She can't find the road. Demir at some point is like, Celine wants to check on her. Can't hear. And he's right. like, okay, I'm coming in because you're not even answering me. And yeah. then he's like, oh, Celine. He realizes she left. Um, We do get uh, – this is where the bonus scene also takes place. It's just in a more – because we saw Demir's, all of his flashbacks, but we didn't really get flashbacks yeah, from Celine's I perspective. I was so bummed that we didn't get her flashbacks. I understand that we get her perspective still, mm-hmm. and she – she verbalizes it again to the girls later on mm-hmm. when she's essentially telling them, how can I want to hit him and be mad and be upset at him, but also go to him for hug comfort and, comfort. At, and hug him and comfort him and mm-hmm. kiss him. Like the whole kind of warring of her yeah. emotions in the situation. And because we really see that in this bonus scene with her. Yeah. We just see him with his flashbacks with mm-hmm. the two of them. Last time they were wandering in a forest together. Okay. Can you believe the, this is only – these are only um, nine episodes apart. But they look like such babies now going back to episode – those episode 10 flashbacks. Oh, I know. His hair was all fluffy. His hair was all fluffy. And like <laughs> – I was like, he looks like a little baby. Um <laughs> I'm like, even though this is only like nine weeks ago. Um, Anyways, yes. But yeah, so we got all of his, like her covering his eyes, like. Mm -hmm. um, And then this bonus scene um, Mm -hmm. gave us Celine's. Although hers was, she flashed back to, you know, the things that he had said. 
um, right there on the couch earlier. But then I right. loved when we watched mm-hmm. it. I was like, oh, good. Because like I had said, when I first watched this, I was like, Celine, the homework assignment. He put your name next to everything. So then yes. when that when that was actually one of her flashbacks, I was mm-hmm. like super happy because I was like, okay, yes, you still get to be hurt and mad and upset. But you do know that he's telling the truth about that. Like, yeah, you do yeah. know that he's telling the truth about that because this was long before – that whole homework assignment was – before Elul entered the picture, am I right? Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I just – I really – I was like, okay, thank you for giving us that. Um, yeah. And well, and we continue to see kind of the the duology of human emotions <laughs> in as they're kind of continuing to wander through the mm-hmm. forest and he's looking for her. She's hiding from him. But then the second she sees the traps, mm-hmm. she realizes – oh my gosh, Demir could get hurt. I have to save him. <laughs> so then she stops hiding from him to find him. To make right. Because sure, she's like, he's going to step in one of these. Right. Yeah. And then and- we get the tackle and kiss, <laughs> uh, which was great. So it was – that's – anyway, sorry. I'm like, no, I'm going to no, keep no, saying the right. same yeah, keep- stuff of like how how good this episode was of showing – how incredibly complex we are as humans i know emotionally i know i just kept going like man this is so good well and it's true because like okay with that whole like trot and tumble when she's like Mm -hmm. you know she's trying to yell at him to like stop moving stop moving because she doesn't want him to wind up stepping on one of those traps there's one in between them so she kind of makes that big old leap pushes him to the ground right as the trap snaps she lands on top of him. First of all, the lighting in this scene, chef's kiss. Like, and yes. they're used that to Beautiful. their advantage. Loved it. Um, second, I will never, ever, ever get sick of the way he looks at her. I swear oh, I, I could just watch two and a half hours of Demir watching Celine. Mm-hmm. Like, because it is – it get just – gets me because yeah. he's just the way he's looking at her he's just so mesmerized he loves her so much and so he's caught up in that moment he kisses her mm-hmm. she i mean she doesn't push him off right away so she kisses him back because yeah. again complex as human beings they're both hurting she's hurt by this what feels like a betrayal mm-hmm. but she loves him mm-hmm. um and so she does break the spell she does push up off of him and is like okay right. we're going back to the house you're gonna follow me yeah um and, you know, so they do wind up going back to the house. Um, and this is when she's in the kitchen. She notices his, his arm, which we kind of touched on this. Vidot does call. Um, yeah, a couple times. I, a couple times. I thought it was kind of funny because, you know, when she, he's like, look, I brought food because I didn't know if Vidot would have food here. And she's like, why would Vidot have food here? And she, he's like, oh, well, he actually is the one who bought this house. So she's kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, here's another little revelation here. Um but she goes back to, like, cutting the tomatoes. He is watching her because he just loves her. But she's kind of like, mm-hmm. Demir, what are you doing? And he's like, what? She's like, stop staring at me. And he's like, what do you mean? I can't stare at my love. Which, of course, kind of throws her off. Right. She slices her finger. And then this is another metaphor because, you know, he's like, it's not that deep. But, you know, if we don't get a bandage on- <coughs> excuse me, if we don't get a bandage on it, it's going to bleed. Mm-hmm. And she says, let it bleed. Um, so Vidot calls right then, I think, and mm-hmm. he, we get a little bit of co- comedic relief because he's like, oh, I can't talk right now. You know, like Celine just cut her finger and he's like, wait a minute, you gave her a knife in this condition? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's like, look, Zen Vidot, I'm in no mood. Like, I'll call you later. <laughs> right. Um, 
And he does wind up, um, band, you know, she's in there rinsing it off. She does let him put the Band-Aid on. And right. this, oh, this next the part hug. broke my heart. I mean, I'm I glad. I thought she was going to just stand there stiffly the whole time. And I would have yeah. totally understood if she did. Yeah. Um, but she, when she does, he just pulls her so close and he apologizes. He's like, I'm so, so, so sorry. Um, but then she just says, don't, Demir. I know. Well, she hugs him back. And then, again, kind of comes to herself, yeah. uh, which is something she kept saying to herself, too, in the forest. Like, can de Nigel, can de, like, mm-hmm. um, and so she does. She like, gets caught up in the moment there for a second, hugs him back. But then, yeah, is right. Don't, Demir, like. Nothing is better. I still feel awful about, like, you know, right. she's still struggling. Um, and it all just still hurts so much. And so it's like, right. yeah, you can tell she wants that comfort from him. She wants him to comfort her. But right. he's also right now the source of the pain that she needs comfort from. And so it's just all right. so nuanced and yeah, and difficult. And it's, it's too much for her. And so her reaction is to want to le- leave, to want to run. And this is something that we've seen previously from her too. This mm-hmm. is actually very consistent with her character in the past. Yeah. Um, and, you know, after this is when they ha- they get kind of the house reveal. And yes. when she's kind of like, Demir, I don't understand you. You got really mad at me mm-hmm. for concealing one tiny thing. And meanwhile, you've had all yep. of these lies, all of these secrets that you haven't bothered to tell me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get a little bit more about him just explaining why right. he bought the house. And it's all closure. And, you know, just kind of the whole reality that Mm -hmm. our perception of a situation and our reasoning for doing something could be absolutely on the other side of the world of the person that we love. (laughs) I think it this does such a good and obviously I'm generalizing this is not true for every man. This is not true for every woman. So that's not what I'm saying. Please don't come at me. Um but for the most part it very I thought it did such a great job of showing how Men and women tend to deal mm-hmm. with a situation very differently. differently. Like, yeah. he just wants to attack it in the here and now. Let's deal with it. I'll explain everything. Ask me what you want. Right. She is sitting here like, okay, yeah, I want those things. But also now my mind can't stop reeling about the past. My mind right. can't stop thinking about all the things you've done with her or other women now at this point. Like, you know, all this stuff. Um, she's replaying everything in her head mm-hmm. and now wondering if everything's been a lie. Like, you know, when she even a- – I think at one point she even asked, like, oh, so was the plan, like, I'll go I'll go ahead first and then you'll meet me there and you guys were going to live in this house, but then I, we accidentally right. bought it and it threw a wrench in the plans. And he's like, right. no, that's not even remotely close. But, like, again. um, And so – but she also – in this scene after the whole house reveal and him explaining, you know, have to face my ghost so they don't haunt me, yada, yada. Um, mm-hmm. She's just kind of like, look, you know, he's like, please don't doubt my feelings. Like, I, please don't tell me that you're doubting them, like, after all this. And right. she's like, look, I'm just confused. And he's like, okay, and is that, like, you running away is going to help that? And she's like, listen. And this, I was like, this is so relatable, too. Mm-hmm. When she's like, I don't want to run away from you. But I can't stay either. Like, I'm just so confused right now. Um, And so he promises, like, okay, then you know what? I'll stop talking. I will stop trying to, you know, reason with you or I'll stop trying to explain this away unless you ask me a specific question. Then I will answer you. Like, I'll Mm -hmm. answer what you want. 
Um, so then he tries to say like, will you sit down and have a silent dinner with me at least? And she's like, no, I want to sleep. And so she, she, um, this is when the window scene happens. Um, Mm -hmm. and then she does wind up going to bed. And the next morning, (laughs) Demir, again, men and women, because he's like, all right, we took a step. Like, she loves me. She's in it. Not that he thinks everything is just hunky-dory and, like, wonderful. But he's like, okay, we've taken another step. So maybe we can, like, have breakfast, go on a walk together, and continue taking these steps. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, she's been able to ruminate all night. All night. And And that's basically this entire day is ruminating Celine. She wakes up ruminating. She continues ruminating throughout Mm -hmm. the day. And the rumination is, I think, what ends up causing the final scene in the end. Yes, 100%. Because that breakfast, she doesn't want to eat anything. She Mm -hmm. just wants to ask him questions. Did they live together? Did they live together in Japan? Where it, and then you know all of this kind of continues as they're back home. The whole honeymoon talk: Were you going to live here? Were you going to use my room for a nursery? <laughs> <laughs> like all of this. Well, and like remember at, bre- at breakfast before they left, after she wants to go home, and she's like, "Listen." My brain and my heart are in overdrive. So, like, the, I can't stop these questions from coming. Right. Don't tell me. Don't think. Right. And, <laughs> you know, yes. Like, have you lived with her? You traveled with her. Have you brought her to this house, meaning the mountain right. house? And he does say no to that. Um, But then she's all this stuff. She's like, and he's like, Celine, what good is going to come? You're asking me all these questions. Like, am I going to account for everything I've done in the, my past relationships? Like, I, before I even knew you he's such a brat but I also laugh because he's like do you think I was a monk <laughs> like you're not well, helping your case sir well and then later on how he's like he's like well there's an atlas in the other room if you want to look up other places that you want to think whether we went to together <laughs> like oh Demir oh I know punk. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, but also I'm like, again, I get it because he's like, these are not the things that actually matter. Because what he also does right. say in that whole Atlas conversation um, is, you know, that they, um, he's like, you know what? Basically what matters is that whether or not I've experienced these things with you, because like, basically you're yeah. the only one I want to experience these things with. So I sort of took yep. it as like, what I took the whole Atlas thing at was go get an Atlas and start picking out all the places we can go together. Like, right, right. You know, because she brings matter. up the whole like umbrella kiss and all this stuff. And he's like, yes. he and he's basically saying, I only want to kiss you under an umbrella. And that's what should matter now. Right. Um, right. So... Yeah, I did love too because there's a little montage that doesn't really super matter. Ebo mm-hmm. did look very cute with the dog and like he the petting. Yeah, that was adorable. Um, work and all this other stuff. But um, I did love the little like Vidot watering both of their respective plants that Celine yes. and Demir got each other and like putting them next to each other. Like, yeah. you know, yes, I, the I very much. Symbolism of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, loved that. So I was like, definitely have to bring that up. So, um, uh, we get the next scene. Celine actually is looking at this freaking atlas out on the porch, oh, which I just know. makes him laugh because he's like, are you seriously doing that? He's like, OK, well, have you found places for us to go? And she says, I think I'm going to go to a monastery in yeah. like Tunes in Tibet. Tibet. I think. Tibet. Yeah. OK. Yeah. <laughs> and so and he's like, 
well, if you want to be like, and he gets all cute and flirty and he's like, well, if you want to be locked away, you don't have to go all the way there. We can just lock ourselves in this house until we forget that the whole world exists. And then he kisses her and she, you know, she kind of gets mad and she's like, stop trying to soften this. Like, right. And I get it. I get it. Um, Well, and she tells him, you know, again, she's like, I don't know what I want right mm -hmm. now. And You're scrambling my thoughts. Exactly. I need to go because being around you just confuses me. So Demir goes to Vedat and she is kind of out on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when she calls Merve to, to meet up with her. But Barak is a little brat and doesn't let Merve go. But Elul overhears where Celine is. So mm-hmm. that's why Elul ends up going to meet up with her. They have their whole conversation. I feel like we've kind of – we don't have to go into crazy detail with no, this. No. I think and we kind of covered the, earlier. the majority of it. Yeah. Um, but they they sort of clear the air and, you know, you do you do kind of get where Elul is coming from as far as like – she's like, yeah, I don't actually get along with a lot of people and mm-hmm. I would have loved to have been friends with you if circumstances were different. Yeah. Um, but and I yeah. And I also love that she's like, don't worry, I'm leaving. And she's like, listen – don't rearrange your life for us, you know? Um, like, if you're only leaving because of us, that's not what I want. Right. Um, you know, and then, yeah, I think we covered all the other major stuff that they talked about. What I do, what we didn't mention was, I, you know, Celine handled that very well. Yeah. But you can see that it obviously wore on her because as soon as she leaves coffee, she kind of lets it all out. Yeah, she loses she's, it a little bit. Yeah, she's crying on her walk to that bench so she can just sit with the water. He talked about this kind of sitting with her feelings, getting to actually feel them all. Right. Um, and of course, right then is when Demir texts her. Right. He's um, like, I don't want to mm-hmm. talk to you right now. <laughs> but she does let him know, I'm going to be with the girls tonight. Yes, and I think, yeah. I think even though the subs just said evening my guess is that i think he was asking all evening like right like you're gonna stay the night yeah and that's however she answered like i don't know maybe or whatever and he's like okay well if you want me to come get you just let me know and Mm -hmm. of course she's like uh no i don't want that and so he just leaves he does wisely leave it alone um (laughs) and then tells himself like hey she replied and let you know what she was up to we're good while elul in i was uh, gonna say Okay. The, the greenhouse talk. So Vedad is trying to help his buddy. He's our trying to help his bro as our much sweet as possible. Yoda. Can. He's just <laughs> Yeah. Well, and the thing is, Demir keeps bringing this certain thing up that he's had in his brain, kind of eating away this mm-hmm. little idea up in there that has sprouted. And he's uh, like, you know, I just have been thinking of different places that I just want to take Celine and go mm-hmm. so we can just leave. We can just be together. And Vedat is like, hey, you need to calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to chill out. I know you're worried because Celine and Elul are going to end up talking and all this different stuff. He's like, they're both mature, smart, wonderful women They're going to draw a line between the two of them, and they're Mm going to figure this out amongst them. So you need to chill out. Don't make any rash moves. Well, Demir mentions it again. (laughs) Uh Yes. Yeah, don't interfere. Demir mentions it again. And Vidat's like, hey, bro. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. 
don't do anything stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where their conversation ends. So right. this could be a really terrible foreshadowing <laughs> of something happening and you're making things worse. Well, thinking he's going to fix it. I, 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 I actually have a little hope because he also does say in that conversation – yeah, you're right. If I took her and ran, it would look like I was running away from a lul. Right. Which I'm not like, and my feelings for her or whatever, you know. Right. And that's not it. And he's kind of almost like, yeah, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. Because I, if I, if I tell her to stay, then it's like, well, why are you telling her to stay? Because you want her near. Right. But if I tell her to leave, it's going to be like, what? So you don't have to deal with your feelings for Like basically saying like, mm-hmm. no matter what I do. And that's why Vidal's like, don't do anything. Yeah. A lul has yeah. already said she's going to leave at some point. Yeah. Let her figure that out, and it's her yeah. choice, and you don't need to do anything about it. Don't interfere. And, don't get involved. Yeah. And let the two of them deal with it however they're going to deal with yep. it. It's not your job to, do to yep. you know, decide how they're both going to deal with the situation between well, the two of them. And the irony is neither of them realize they are dealing with it already at this very exactly. moment. It's Because he's all worried about they're going to see each other at work tomorrow, which right. we never see that come to fruition. That'll be next episode, obviously. But – it's like, yeah, what you don't even realize is now they've already seen each other. So, yeah, uh, yeah you're worrying about this whole thing that's already happening and you don't even realize it. Right. Um, right. So, I d- did you love too, though? I did love when he first shows up and Vidat's like, oh, good, you're whole. Like, she hasn't cut you into a million pieces. And he's like, mm-hmm. but I am a million broken pieces. And he's like, come here and just give yeah. him the sweetest hug. Oh, I love their friendship. He's the best. He's mm-hmm. the best. So then we get the... Sunflower because, seed tar- yeah, talk, yeah. right? Okay. So I, this has, isn't – Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was – this isn't really relevant, but it just drives me crazy because I'm like, are Turkish sunflower seeds different? They look like they're longer and more white. And like, like oh, do they, they just – they must be. Do they just they like not roast like them or, or – Yes, that's what I always think too. But I'm like, no, they're – I think they always call them sunflower seeds. Yeah, so I know. I they just must was, just be different. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Because, yeah. like, when you're seeing them eat them, I'm like, these are, like, long spears. Like, what? this is no yeah. sunflower seed I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. In America, you guys, our sunflower <laughs> seeds are very small oh. and, and um like – Even in the shell, they're still very – the like shell short, themselves are they're tiny. They're short and stout and uh-huh. they're dark. They're, like, They're, black. like, black and white. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. anyways. <laughs> I just – every time. So, yeah. the And <laughs> bless those girls. They're, like <laughs> – it's all going over their head at first. Well, and that's something we hadn't quite mentioned is that um, they get it into their heads that Demir is taking Celine off, whisking oh, her yeah. away so that he can propose to her, which is obviously not the case. So they come into yeah. the situation and this discussion when they finally all meet up and they're assuming that Celine is now engaged and <laughs> obviously that's not the case and she reveals everything that happened so she is kind of just explaining the situation to them mm-hmm. that we already kind of talked about her explaining like how can i want to love him but also hit him and yeah. and be so hurt but still want to run to him for comfort um and just that whole dichotomy yeah. because we even see it in her actions as she's like can i stay here i just can't i you know i don't think i can sleep under the same roof as him i can't deal with it i'm so confused but then in the next minute she's like okay i'm just gonna go grab some stuff from home and then i'll be back when ida's like I have everything here that you would need. And she's like, no, right. just, you know, like a toothbrush and my pajamas. So, yeah, you can tell it's like, yes, she needs that distance from him, but she clearly wants to check on him. Well, you know. And, you know, there's got to be part of her that 
wants to stay mm-hmm. in that house with him because yeah. she loves him. And yeah. just one episode ago, they were running at each other like they hadn't – like they had been apart for five years when they were <sighs> only apart for one night. So mm-hmm. it's the whole balance of – Episode 18, Celine versus episode 19, Celine, and how can they still be the same person? Yeah. And these are the exact perfect examples mm-hmm. of how they can be the same person. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So she does – well, and it's funny because I think Ida has – Ida and Mervy kind of have it in their head like, oh, she's going home for the night. Like, Yeah, she's not coming she's, back. She's not coming back. <laughs> um And so Celine gets home and – well, before she gets home though – uh. Demir kind of has a sad little chat with Sakuz. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you can't, like, she's not eating her dinner. And he's just kind of like, oh, you lose your, like, something like you're depressed too when you're so attached to someone and they're not here and that kind of thing. So, he, you know, he kind of has himself a little little pep talk there with him and the goat. Mm-hmm. And then he lets her off her chain so she can, like, wander around freely a bit. Um, and he goes back in the house Clearly, some time has passed because when Celine gets there, mm-hmm. she sees it because as soon as she walks in the gate, it's kind of like, what are you doing wandering around like this? Like, um, carries her, gets her hooked back up and stuff. And it's kind of confused. Like, did Demir let you off? So, okay. Right. Walks in the house kind of cautiously, doesn't really see him, mm-hmm. um, but realizes he's asleep in his room. And he's like, you know, he's still in his clothes and he's just on top of the bed. So he must have just fallen asleep from, like, emotional exhaustion rather than, like, actually wanting to go to bed. Yeah. Because um, he probably would have stayed up all all night waiting for her to come home. Right. But – and she's she kind of talks to herself through this, right? Yeah. We get a little voiceover from her because it's as she is <clears> – excuse me. As she's – she comes up the stairs mm-hmm. and – of course, she can't stop herself from walking into Demir's room. Well, and of course not. She just has to make sure he's okay because, yeah. again, she's upset and hurt, but she doesn't want him something to happen to him. So she just has to see that he's, quote, okay for herself. Well, and she says, see, I came again hmm. knowing that I didn't even need to come. I came. I forgive your forgiveness for the fact that sorry, I ask your forgiveness. Like, basically, please forgive me mm-hmm. for the fact that this is so difficult. Uh, even though I love you, I can't get through all of this. If I stay, it will be even worse. While you're everywhere, the whole mm-hmm. I can't think correctly. You were right. If it doesn't bleed, it won't heal. Therefore, please understand what I have to do. So she's – meanwhile, she's packing up a suitcase, throwing mm-hmm. stuff in there. She's obviously upset. She's not being yeah. super quiet. She's just grabbing stuff. She's kind of slamming drawers. She gets a suitcase and she wheels it downstairs. She's heading out the door mm-hmm. and Demir wakes up, comes down, oh, sees her. Oh, my gosh. This man – okay, listen. Like, I mean, this, this scene was going to be obviously sad and rip your heart out anyways because – yeah. You know, he's seeing a, a very parallel situation to his mom leaving. Um, the, when he walked out and she was right there uh-huh. at the door, I was like, oh, no. Baby Demir. <laughs> but this man's eyes are so dang expressive. And he is the master of eyes welling with tears. Yes. It, that yes. literally was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> literally, exactly. Exactly. 
he does it where it's like and where they only spill over when they need to mm-hmm. but he is so good at holding tears in his eyes where they're you glassy, like they're glassy they're full yes, of and tears his, well and his eyes are already so big so then you're just like it's oh my gosh like it, it gets you right in the heart. Right in the heart because he's like, yapma, yapma. And then I was uh-huh. like, I was like, wait, are we not even going to get a gitme? And then he's like, <laughs> gitme. But no, it was, like, yeah. it was f- a full lead up because he's, he says, don't do this. And she's like, I have to do it. <laughs> and he steps no. down, <laughs> eyes brimming with unshed tears. And then we get... It, they even like change his they, voice. They like, they, like well, they, add a they, reverberation they, yeah. to it. <laughs> they add the echo and to it. Give me, and I was like, ah! <laughs> just like shove the rusty oh. knife into my heart and twist it around. Why don't you? <laughs> because <sighs> she turns around and she walks away. And he does say, don't do it one more time. Yeah. And she turns around, she walks away, and the credits roll. Oh my gosh. Like, if you guys didn't already know, this is, this is the first DZ you're listening to us cover. Like, Mm -hmm. um, Gitme is like, just, that is our word. Like, it is just, oh, (sighs) it's, it is a, it's an explicitly Turkish trope. Yes. Because yes, in in mm-hmm. English, you can say don't go, don't leave. It but does there not is have the specific the, it, no. power of It does gitme. not pack the same punch. <laughs> it like does it. Because I'm trying to think like okay, we want we want like no, it's the actual word. It's not even what it means. I, there is just something about it. Never and, never have I watched something American. Never have I watched something in English no. and I'm like he said don't leave. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, but if it's Deezy, I'm like, he said get me. Yeah, well, and it's funny because um well and even our um our anonymous sub angel from back in the Central Kapama days who was yes. um at the time subtitling episodes for us brilliantly because he is Turkish and also speaks English, so we were getting like legit subs from him. Mm-hmm. Um he had told us in an email at one point, like he it was so sweet and it just made me feel so special about like, okay, there is a reason like why this word grips us because he even says like, I've never – it like he was really impressed with just how much we really grasped and understood mm. gitme. Like – Yeah. And, like you know, the, the implications of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, because – and I've paid attention like when it's in a casual situation where it's just like someone's like going to go home or whatever and they're like, you know, right. you don't have to go. They don't usually say gitme. They're just like, call, right. call, like stay. It's fine, yes. you know. They don't say gitme. Like, right. It, right. It's just a <laughs> – It just hits I know. different. <laughs> it just does. And then getting to see it come from Demir and how Furkan delivers it. Like, oh. It I'm like I'm sorry. Him. He was he was playing it in his mind. He was thinking if Ibuke actually was leaving, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "This is how I'm gonna this take care I'll of this do. scene right now. This is how I'm gonna muster the emotion. I'm gonna yes. think. <laughs> what if this woman but left what my if life? She really was leaving me. Keep mm-hmm. me. <laughs> oh my gosh! It just yes, like yes. It just it was so perfect. Um, so. Yeah, like I, I know. I feel like so we can't good. say this enough. Just like how, how well and how nuanced and how layered they made this episode. Like mm-hmm. where 
yeah, like we we had enough flashing back and forth with other um, situations and characters and stuff where it wasn't right. just heavy stuff all around. Right. Um, and then again, in the way it was all handled when we were dealing with the heavy stuff, it simultaneously made it feel not as heavy because it was so realistic and like relatable, but then also that is also why it made it feel so heavy is because right. it was realistic and relatable. Like it's just it's created two sides of the same coin. Like it just yeah. yeah. So this, you know, we I fully understand why you guys all were like, we can't wait for you to cover episode 19. Right. Um I will say I I am nervous for the next four episodes because at this mm. point, they did not know they were ending at episode 23. So I'm a little nervous right. we're going to be introduced to some, well, like, okay, whatever's going to come of this whole Yildirim Bay thing. Like, mm. is that going to be something that just kind of is – Has to get cut off. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. just – yeah, like, we're building towards something and then all of a sudden it just doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because I believe – I believe episode 20 had aired. Um, and when then they, they found had, out. Yeah, they have their awards show, and then, like, the next day after this award – after winning an award, <laughs> they, Fox canceled it. Freaking um, Fox. Dude, Fox is the one with commitment issues. They – yes, amen. Okay, DZ Law just posted. Ten DZs this year alone. Ten, I think. Or nine. I'm sorry. A, a lot for- of a lot of DZs that have had less than ten episodes that Fox has canceled this season alone. This one, season alone? This season alone. Ashley, they just canceled one that has only aired three episodes. They just canceled it. Who do they need to fire? Like, what? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, it's Fox a different. Yeah. It, so I'm just like, okay. Part of me is like, all right, well, I guess it's good that you're canceling all of these before Send In Daha Guzel airs. Maybe we'll have a fighting chance. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, like, yeah. So – it's just great, but I want to say it was like nine or ten DZs this season alone that have been canceled by Fox that have aired less than ten episodes. They never learn. They never learn. It's – and I'm just sitting here like, how is that not a financial drain on you? Like – It's got to be. They've already Constantly investing money into these new mm-hmm. DZs and production and all this stuff. Like, what in the – make it make sense. Anyways. Um, all that to be said, I believe 21 was mostly filmed – if not all the way filmed, when they actually got canceled. So I'm thinking they really only had, like, 22 and 23 Mm. to, like, make this happen. So um, I'm just just trying to, like, prepare myself because I know it's a beloved DZ, but I also know everyone's like, yeah, I had a pretty rushed ending, though. Um, So, yeah, anyways. um, So, yeah, I'm a little concerned at some of the stuff that might get introduced that then is like, oh, like they maybe probably wouldn't have spent the time on knowing that they were limited sure. on what they had left. So yeah. um, anyways, but yeah, so I don't, I don't really have prediction. Well, how long do you think before Celine's back home? You think she'll be home next episode? I think she's going to be gone the entire next episode personally. Like I don't think she's going to come home until – 21 i think we're gonna get a whole episode of her oh for sure yeah 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 i think if if she comes back next episode it'll be the very very end Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't see her coming back next episode i see it being a full episode of them Mm -hmm. separated Mm -hmm. um 
and either the last scene she's walking mm-hmm. in the house or something or 21 is when it's the full reconciliation. Yeah, I'm I'm I hope it's 21. Um that's what I'm like please like what if they were going to drag this out longer because they right. thought they had longer and then like they don't but reconcile they realize, until like 23. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so Oh no, we need a sick bed scene stat to get yeah. to get, get, get that back together. <laughs> Kate and Anthony this day are I always say Anthony, Anthony, this thing stick her in a coma and fix it all. Yeah. Um no, I yeah, so I I hope for 21 to be like, at least she's back home, like, right, for them to really work on stuff. But I see her being gone pretty much all of next episode because they have to navigate now, like, being at work, mm-hmm. you know, because it's one thing to have a talk with a little at coffee, just the two of you. Right. It's another to have to work next to her and your the man you love, like, who right. you're, you know, obviously struggling with your feelings and what, how mm-hmm. to get through this. Um, you know, and clear your head about it. So, um, yeah, that's the, everything else. I'm like, I don't really know what to expect next plot wise. Like me either. Yeah. I, I don't know. So I'm interested to hear, to see what happens with the, the Yildirim blackmail situation. Mm -hmm. I think we'll get more on that next episode. Yeah. He's going to have to fire back with something like, yeah, I just don't see him rolling over. Like, when he's done all this other horrible stuff and is, like, lying about, you know, obviously, like, the order of work they did and pushing his stuff aside just so he can sue them. Like, he's He's, he's obviously not a, smart and he's right. also very shady. Yes. <laughs> so. Right. See, I don't see him just going, oh, whoops. Okay, sure. Let me just drop everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways. Um, yeah. Great episode. Yeah. Hopefully more Merve and Vidot next episode, too. I Even, know. I want to no know. No matter what. I just want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm, just show Where us. Where are we going? Yeah. Just show us where we're going with this. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, thank you guys for sticking with us as we mostly, like, uh, made sad, weird noises and (laughs) screeched about the word gitme. Um, So, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. We we hope our coverage lived up to the hype of, like, your excitement for us watching it. Um, The pressure. Yeah, I'm like, the pressure, the pressure. So, yes, we'll be back next week with uh, Volume 20. Um, Thank you all. We even got some more, like, reviews and ratings this week. So thank you guys for continuing to do that. It really it really does help us out. And it just makes – we read every single one of them. So we appreciate all of you and your sweet and kind words um, and notes in your reviews. So thank you. Um, Everything else in the episode notes, you can – where you can find us on social media, Facebook group, all that good stuff. So – Thank you again, and until next time, get your shoes, post your coffee.